0: The following programme is a repeat. Please do not message or call in. Any announcements made on the programme may now not be applicable.
1: Good morning and assalamu You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 28th of June and the time is 10 o'clock. I felt strange saying that 28th of June, we're actually bidding June farewell already. Uh, welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way to us hard working mothers. I'm your host Neelam. Uh, I hope you've all had a fantastic week. We've actually been quite blessed with the weather. Um, Uh, it's creeping through now the Sun and it's not been too hot so it's been quite nice because um, we've had that nice cold breeze in the air and we've been able to enjoy the warmth and the breeze so it's quite nice Um, I've tried to get as much as washing out as possible, so I'm sure there's plenty of mums out there that are doing the same thing. Um, In the studio today, I I am joined by three lovely guests, and I'm going to make sure I've got the right mics because we've swapped. No, we haven't. Um, I have three (laughs) lovely guests. They are experienced mothers that's going to be sharing their experience on today's topic. We have Kirsty, Safina and Rosie in the show. as alaikum. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good morning. Hello. Hello. Yeah, and how are you all?
2: Very good well. thank you thank you. Yeah, enjoy. and enjoying
1: the sunshine i was thank just you. going to ask absolutely you lots of sun? washing out yes <laughs> lots of washing out i bought a new washing line and i was so excited about using it because it's one of those rotary ones i was like oh yeah you know this is going to be really good and then we just had weeks of rain and i thought what, where is the sun gone so now the sun's come i'm actually fishing around for washing around the house yep that could do with the wash that could do with the wash so um i'm actually digging for washing which is concerning so yeah um, we are live on air and reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas we are also live on the Inspire FM webpage where you can listen to us through tune in and we are live on the Facebook camera I believe the camera is just on myself today um, but you can comment on the Facebook um Comment box there, so please do ask questions or anything that you need to find out about today's topic on there as well. Um, plenty ways of connecting to us to the show today. If you have questions or experiences that you'd like to share, you can connect to us through text message or WhatsApp on 079481822. Um, if you are unable to listen to the show today, you can actually listen to the repeat, which is on Saturdays um, from 11 o'clock. So so you can catch up with the show then. Um, I am going to go straight into today's show because we've got plenty that we'd like to the listeners to um, hear from and, and have all our experiences shared and lots of positivity coming out to the listeners today. So um, uh, in today's show, um, we'll be discussing... Um, Autism, um, in in greater depth, Um, we have had um, the lovely mums come to us uh, before um, where we had some insight into autism and learnt the variations um, across the spectrum. Um, uh, Today our mothers are going to be walking us through their journey with um, finding out how um, to deal with uh, behaviour and uh, social skills. Um, Some of the listeners today may have just been listening to today's show and not heard the previous show or known um, anything about the previous show so before I um, go into talking about the topics of today I did actually want to just ask for a definition if I can to any of you mums um, um, of autism Um, you know may may you all three have probably different um, definitions or experiences of that so um, I leave the floor of discussion to you ladies so I whoever's Confident to start first, please.
3: We're Um, all looking at (laughs) Rose. The pressure's on you. Um, I've had a look. I mean, I think you can get quite a lot of definitions Mm. online. Mm. I mean, I found one that I thought was quite good Mm -hmm. in that it encompassed quite a lot of the different kind of aspects of of autism. Mm -hmm. And I'll just read it out. Mm -hmm. Um, It said it was a developmental disorder of variable severity characterised by difficulties in social interaction and communication and by restricted or repetitive patterns of thought and behaviour, mm. so that that encompasses quite a lot of different mm. things. I think. Yeah. No. I, in that I, definition.
2: Okay. I think that sums it up. Go Considering ahead. our children are at different ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. uh, that describes it in a nutshell from mm. both ends and all the bits in between. Mm. Um, so, I think from my point of view, it was harder to discover autism mm. was the calls yeah um, and it's taken us a long time on our journey and it's been piece by piece Mm. and once I knew and understood why we were having the behaviors we were having made all the difference yeah you then know how you can then put things into place to Mm. then get the best out of your child so um just to go back to you there Kirsty so um when you say that
1: um It was quite a long journey to try and find out whether your child had autism or not.
2: Were you aware of autism beforehand? Did you know? I was briefly... Yeah. It was a word I knew of, but I didn't Mm. know much about it. Mm. And any parent you could meet who finds out about autism they're on a learning journey and you become um to a degree an expert depending obviously on the severity of a child um and that's why support networks are crucial and programs like this are crucial to make Mm. people aware because particularly if you've got a high spectrum child like mine is Mm. um they're little traits that you just i put down to personality of different members of the family Mm. and it and it took me five years to get a formal diagnosis um Whereas, I think, from the other lady's point of view, it was a lot more obvious a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't make it any easier, but mm-hmm. it just means that you're aware of it a lot sooner. Yeah. yeah.
0: Be- with with my son, because the severity uh, was more profound. Mm-hmm. Um, so he um, is still nonverbal, and okay. he displayed very typical what you would think of as autistic behaviours, it was easier to spot and it was easier to get a diagnosis. So mm. um, in that sense, we did get um, diagnosed at an earlier age mm-hmm. and we did get help and support from an earlier age. Mm-hmm. But I would say um, um, I, do, I do know somebody at the moment mm-hmm. that is... Uh, a bit hesitant to go for a diagnosis. And mm. I would say to parents that if you do have any concerns, mm. to not be scared to, to go to a professional to get a referral from your GP and to yeah. go and get a diagnosis because it does open doors and yeah. and provides yeah. the help and support that
2: you need for your child. And it's the best thing for mm. your child to get the support. Um, and so once yeah. you know those things, actually, mm. you can save on some of the behaviors. Mm-hmm. So Mm. particularly from my end of the spectrum, you're able to put things into place to try and save the meltdowns Mm. um, and to deal with people that have negative comments, like family members Mm. who just go, you're pandering to that child. But actually, you you have to say, no, I'm putting these into place and it actually makes for a better life all round. Yeah. so it makes the journey a bit easier yes yeah Yeah. i
3: wanted to say i mean i agree with what the other ladies were saying i think Mm. sometimes people put a lot of emphasis on the diagnosis i think Mm. it's more important to know what difficulties your child has and then you can start on that journey to help Mm. them
1: yeah yeah i think it's very important and i think as you say a lot of parents are probably quite skeptical thinking oh i don't because it's it's getting a diagnosis it's like putting a label Mm. on your child but actually the opportunities and the doors that you say that it opens will ease not just for themselves but the child themselves as well they'll have more options available and um, it's becoming very common now I mean Mm -hmm. the support networks in school they'll if they're at school they will have the diagnosis at school and they will have the right support team there as well so it's very important that um, as you say if if there is any if you are concerned about your child in any form of way about their learning difficulties or and understanding difficulties i mean with yourself safina it was speech so was that from
0: early on onset that was, yeah that was right from the beginning so um i think i said last time i was here mm. that we took my son to the um, gp at mm. the age of one and because he was a boy mm. we were told mm. boys are sometimes slower at mm. developing mm. language and um, went back at 15 months and then 18 months and eventually pushed For a referral um, to have him diagnosed and assessed. And he wasn't um, straight away diagnosed with autism. He was diagnosed with global developmental delay to show that he was, he did. display a developmental disorder but Mm -hmm. but it wasn't diagnosed till he was three that he had autism so so actually the process of getting a diagnosis is is a long one (coughs) as well and we know that in Luton at the moment there's quite a long waiting list for children who are referred to specialists Mm. so the earlier that you can get that referral process going is also beneficial Mm.
1: okay um okay so I mean uh, i'm going to come straight into it now i mean looking at um behavior um uh i mean talk us through your journey or changes that you've had to make as a family because i, I believe you
2: have children that all have autism so you've got three boys with no i have one with autism and mm. i have two with something called erlin syndrome oh, so sensory yeah. problems yeah. Uh, so they have to have something um to help them with reading so pers- a clear a coloured perspex goes over the top of the words to stop the words jumping off the page something as Mm. simple as that and that in itself can save a whole pile of anxiety and how did how did you how did you find that out how did you know that doing putting this was that something that well they've also got both dyslexia okay and there are lots of traits that overlap through various different conditions and that can Mm. sometimes particularly with my boys Mm. um make it very tricky to get Mm. diagnosis because they're not as severe as Safina's described her son Mm. um and they and but once you get onto that you have to be proactive you have to keep on saying please can you refer me to someone and and just Mm. keep following everything up and back everything up in sort of writing Mm. um because it's only you that can get the help your child mm-hmm. being proactive so with my boys once I got things like the perspex to go over the, the and was that self it, did, was that something you came up with or was that no there's the a there's a lady I go see who runs a vision clinic mm-hmm. uh at Wigmore and I had to have uh, a referral from my pediatrician mm-hmm. and she did diagnosed Erlin syndrome. Mm. Um, and then she saw my younger son who again has Erlin syndrome and they both have dyslexia. Uh, My youngest has actually now got to have coloured lenses in her glasses. His eyesight's perfect but because of the lighting um Mm. on various days, he's now having to wear sunglasses in class Mm -hmm. um because the light is too bright. Okay. So it's simple things like that. But the anxiety has been lowered. Mm. Because you know, a simple thing's been put into place, yeah, yeah, uh, and sometimes at the high end, you know, it's the smallest, simplest things mm. that can make the hugest, biggest difference yeah. not only to their child but to everybody else, yeah. Um, and the more autism's talked about, mm-hmm. the more it will be accepted and recognized, and yeah. um, particularly in families as mm. well, mm. um, so. Yeah, for me, it was a relief to get a diagnosis. Yeah, and it was that key in the door. It was that right now I know, now yeah. I can put things into place. Yeah, we can now focus on other things. And yes, you do have to really think about things in the yeah. family. You know, mm. we have quite a structured life. Mm. Um, you know, for that very reason, to try and keep it all as calm as possible. All, yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. So, I mean, uh, Rosie, did you have a similar journey to to? Um, Kirsty, with
3: how I mean, your child's quite young, so Um, I have a little girl, so I think they tend to present differently. Mm -hmm. Um, I think ours was um, somewhat of a a more of a straightforward case, if I can use that word. In that, it was um, uh, again, like Safina said, it was to do with speech. So Mm -hmm. that's when we started noticing perhaps differences. But Mm -hmm. I think it was it wasn't something definite you know there was there was no sort of uh you know she, she's different from other children right from the from the the get-go we did mm-hmm. notice that she did tend to like to play by herself so okay. she tend to be quite happy kind of playing you know happily for like hours on end with you know toys but didn't seem to want to engage with me Um, and I think because it was our first child we had had other children in the extended family but we were very much each child is different maybe it's perhaps part of her temperament part of her personality Um, and then it was again we went to the GP and it was um, issues regarding her speech so when she was about two she picked up some words and then after a while it seemed like she was kind of uh, regressing, I suppose, in some ways would be the word okay. to use, or perhaps uh, 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 she wasn't kind of developing. So she there were words, but she wasn't. She didn't seem like she was going forward in that way. Like she wasn't. those words weren't then becoming sentences, if that makes sense. Mm. So then we went to our GP, and he said, "What we'll do is we'll we'll refer you to the developmental centre, the Edwin mm. Lobo, um, and then we we saw somebody there." But I think for us, it was kind of picked up more when she entered education. It was something okay. when she entered nursery. Yeah. Um, we ended up sending her, just ironically, to yeah. a very good resource based nursery mm-hmm. they had a lot of experience in in uh, kind of identifying and helping support children with mm-hmm. additional needs and particularly mm-hmm. autism so it's something the SENCO kind of picked up in the first meeting after she'd been at the nursery for a couple of months and again I mean I, I know teachers um I, I you know I have friends with teachers And it's a word that I had heard before, but it's not something that I quite knew what it meant, to be honest. And then it's just when, when, you know, when you find out your child has this, then it kind of clicks. So this is what it's all about. So I suppose in some ways ours was more straightforward Mm -hmm. in that, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't, it wasn't sort of a a very lengthy process. We didn't have to fortunately wait many Mm -hmm. years. It was something which we had an appointment and then they mentioned that it could be a possibility Mm -hmm. and then we went back about six months later and and they said yeah Mm -hmm. she definitely has it so for us it wasn't a we didn't have a very big meeting with lots of professionals it was just one doctor uh, and us basically and yeah yeah, so I suppose Mm -hmm. in some ways more straightforward yeah
1: Um, if you listeners if you have just tuned in um, I have three lovely experienced mothers here talking about autism and today we will be looking at behaviour and social skills we are live on air so you can text in any questions or any stories that you'd like to share with us on 0777 and that's text or whatsapp um so i wanted to look at behavior in particular um so i mean how how do you manage your child's behavior i mean because you know um a, a while back i did a show on um reprimands and rewards but it works differently when you have an autistic child because you can't I remember from my teaching experience when I had a child that was autistic in the class. It was almost as if if anything went wrong in the class, everyone would point their finger at him. And I felt very bad because I thought it's because of his behavior. But there was no way at that time I knew how to manage it because I thought he's just going to be the black sheep in the class and it's not fair on him and it's got to try and make the children understand that you know this is the way he behaves So, how how as a family or when you you know you are in friend's house or in a public place do you manage your child's behavior I just I just yeah. just wanted to
3: make a point about behavior I think with children with autism um it, I think an important point to make is that sometimes behaviour can actually be a symptom of something else. So the presenting behaviour could actually be indicative of something else that's actually happening for that child. So I think there is a different, I don't know what Mm. the other other mums think, but I think there is another dimension. So I don't think it's as straightforward as you would perhaps... Um, expect with a neurotypical child like an Mm. average uh, child because sometimes children uh, they have difficulties communicating and then Mm. that comes out in behavior so I think uh, I think it is perhaps somewhat of a more complex uh, picture I think in terms of when you think Mm. about children with autism and behavior.
0: Yeah we we are always told to look for the trigger for our Mm. children's behavior so trying to and and that's an ongoing process so Mm. even uh, you know, my little one is nine now, but mm-hmm. uh, it's still quite changeable. What might trigger uh, n- any negative behaviours? So mm-hmm. we're always, we know his usual triggers, um, things like because of his sensory processing difficulty, he's quite noise defensive, mm-hmm. um, certain textures that he doesn't like um, mm-hmm. with clothes, et cetera, mm-hmm. with food. Um, so we u- we know his usual triggers, but then there could be something that we've not thought about. And it could be anything from, uh, like you said, Kirsty, mm. the lighting mm. that mm. triggers, you know, he doesn't like the lighting in a place okay. to the music that might be playing in the background. Things that we just don't notice it, yeah. when we go out into a yeah. shop or a restaurant, it could be um, a certain noise like for my son. If he hears a baby crying, that's a big no-no. We have mm. to leave immediately if he hears a baby oh, okay. crying.
1: So what effect um, does that have on him? What happens?
0: He will cover his ears. He will um, start kicking and maybe lashing out. He <clears throat> wants to stop the crying noise. Oh, wow. um, okay. And obviously, it's hard because uh, babies are everywhere. Yeah. Um, so
1: with things like that, I mean... A while back, we looked at um, mental well-being and um, having discussions about experiences in life. So, if if it's a baby cry that's um, triggering something off, would you not then want to sit with your child and say, "What is causing this? You know, is it some trauma that you've had in in your life, or is it something that you think he may have been exposed to from an early age that's setting that off, or is is it just?" How, how does that work have you do you do you just think okay he doesn't like that sound let's just walk away from it or do you are you able to sit down and talk to him
0: it's a process and like I said it's an ongoing process yeah. so you identify that certain things um uh, cause a negative response in your child Mm -hmm. and then you try to put things in place that might alleviate those problems Mm -hmm. so for example when we do go out and about Mm -hmm. you always have a goodie bag with you with Mm -hmm. um for my son he likes um things like fidget toys and Uh, play-doh things he can squeeze and pull and and just play around with Mm -hmm. um his ipad is a godsend because um and you do get sometimes Mm. funny looks in places like restaurants where other people think you know why why do they have to have their child Mm -hmm. on an ipad all the time but they don't understand that for some children it helps them to actually just zone into their ipad Mm. and and help um you know Ignore things that are in their environment that yeah. are, are too much for them to cope with. Yeah. Um, so, so for my son, we always have something in the bag right. that you know we we think he likes. We know he likes, and we'll mm. distract him. Um, but there are situations where he just can't tolerate mm. a noise or something so in the environment. So like, um,
1: do you have to carry headphones and things like that, or does he we, not yeah. like them?
0: <laughs> so we have tried noise-cancelling headphones, okay. yeah. but with some children, like my son, he just does not like the feel of the oh, headphones okay. on his okay. head. So unfortunately, we've tried quite a lot of different types mm. of noise-cancelling headphones, but we, we just can't get it's them r- on yeah. his head, yeah. Um, so, yeah, which is hard, but... but it is something it's an option that mm. parents could try for mm-hmm. their children. Mm-hmm. just to, they can still hear through the noise cancelling headphones, but mm. it just um kind
2: of. S- softens that the sensory input from yeah. the environment yeah okay. i'm picking up on shavena even though my son's at the other end <laughs> we have similar problems so mm. the the noise you know smells sounds oh, what smells, how things yeah. look um you know technology thank goodness for technology no. and people do look at you as a mm. you're a bad parent yeah having your child but he can't He couldn't. He's dealt with it much better now because he's now 15. Mm -hmm. But interacting with people, Mm -hmm. and he particularly hates mascots. Mm -hmm. He's terrified of a mascot. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's teaching him how to interact socially. He couldn't even deal with family members. Um, So we would see friends, family and have to say, when you come in, don't look at him. Just completely (laughs) ignore him. And as if he's not there. And Now that's a very alien concept to a lot of people. But that was the only way that he would actually then interact with anybody. Um, For a grandparent, that's particularly difficult because they want to make a bead line for them. Mm -hmm. And they had to ignore him. And then in his own time, he would come up. um, And what Rosie was saying about repetitive behaviours, he was exactly the same um, and it was like, why is my child just constantly repeating the same thing, happy to wow. watch the same thing, do the same thing? <coughs> um, so for us, it was the more social things. that was the late development, the speech, mm-hmm. as Rosie said. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that got flagged up. Uh, now he makes up for it because he can talk for England. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So by putting things into place, you know, he's mm-hmm. a 15-year-old. He's going to do GCSEs next year. He's had to have lots of one-to-one on mm-hmm. how to Interact. We're now in the teenage years, so it's now getting Gosh, it ready yeah. for college, so we're into a whole new, new thing.
1: Spectrum, yeah. Um I have had a text come in and it's from uh, Sister Shazia here. Um thank you for your text. Um being referred and a diagnosis is only the start of identifying a need these ladies do a wonderful job of supporting other parents and children with autism not all children show signs of autism and it can be hidden it took me years to identify the signs even though i had uh, grown up with autism in the family it's about raising awareness and understanding that there are many of us who are wired up differently and it's what makes us unique individuals
2: that's perfect yes definitely totally totally agree Um, and it's only actually since my son's been diagnosed that other members have gone "Mm, I think I have Mm. been struggling with Mm. autism all my life it makes it then a reason why I've struggled to fit in with other people and that's the thing it's opening up and actually realizing it's just you're different we are all different and you know people with autism are amazing they're very very intellectual and they think out the box and if we all think out the box like them you know they are the people of tomorrow Mm. you know they just they think a lot wider sometimes than Mm. we do Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah from my point of view there are more positives Mm. it is still a struggle but it's a different struggle now to Rosie and Safina Mm -hmm. um and it's just making sure that you nurture them to make them more independent people. Yeah. It's he's um good. and yes, I am super protective of him. Yeah. Because he's about to now leave the security of a, a fantastic school to go into the big wide world of work yeah. and college. Wow. And it's terrifying, but mm. I know he will do all right. Mm. You know, he's got a very clear plan of where he wants to go, what he wants to do, mm. which is great. Yeah. Um and I just need to support that. Yeah.
0: And, and, and people around us to support us as <coughs> well so it's <coughs> it shows like this that spread awareness about <coughs> autism so people can accept it and and <coughs> be more aware of of children so when we talk about behaviors <coughs> it um we're not just talking about uh hitting and scratching and negative behaviors yeah. but it could just be behaviors that child uh, children display like for example my son stims a lot so he flaps his hand oh, or watches okay. his fingers in front yeah. of his face and it's has be more accepting Except, of those yeah. behaviours. Mm.
1: Um believe it or not, ladies, we are actually heading for a short break now. Um but um please um do text in as Shazia has done um as uh with uh, any questions or any um experiences that you've experienced. So I hope the discussion's been of benefit so far and uh, we will continue after the break. So salamikam you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast
0: on Inspire FM.
1: Good morning and assalamualaikum. alaikum. Welcome back to uh, Mother's Planet. It's Friday 28th of June and the time is 10.30. Um, in the show so far we have been talking about autism, um, getting um, a definition that fits Our characters that we have today, we have three amazing mums who have gone through a journey and a half to get where they are today and um, they're here today to share their experience and knowledge um, with um, us listeners about how they got to where they are today. Um we've got Kirsty who's actually bidding farewell to her eldest who's going to be entering the big bi- wide world. So um uh we're looking at behavior and we're looking at social skills. Now, before the break we were talking about managing behavior and we um had a discussion actually it's not how as I was putting it so blankly, you're a good child, so you're going to get this. You're a bad child, so you're going to get that. It's it's not sanctioning uh, or rewarding as such. It's trying to cope with um, different attributes that they display. So you have to be aware of when you're out and about certain things that trigger off your child not liking the environment that they're in. So we had Safina explaining her child not liking Baby crying. So um, we, she's tried all sorts to try and uh, manage that. Um, Rosie, have you found any? Uh, Think when you're out and about, or even in the home, there's certain things that trigger off things that your daughter just doesn't like, or.
3: How how do you manage it? Um, I think my little girl; she's quite young, so she's only five, okay. uh, five and a half, coming up to six. And I think she's, they're little madams at that age. Yeah, I think they five, are. They very are very grown up. Very yeah. little madams. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she's very similar to Safina's son in some way. She's okay. very sensory, so she has a lot of sensory sensitivities. So it's high-pitched noises that really bother her. So it could okay. be the traffic lights beeping. Mm-hmm. It could even be somebody speaking quite loudly that is enough for her to cover her ears cover her eyes basically and i think that sometimes it's a difficult concept for family to get around because they sometimes like we we we, for example we go and visit our parents um and like Kirsty was saying sometimes the other children and the other family members are just trying to be nice and 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 greet her and i and i have to say exactly the same could you just please leave us alone we're going into that room by ourselves and and it's very and it is a very alien concept people don't understand they're like Mm. okay fine you You, know, you, you you it's it's not easily understood i think people think you will being antisocial. they don't really mm. quite understand it and i think with autism it's like a hidden world that other people don't quite see and i think mm. that you're trying to like safina said always trying to you know figure out what is it that's bothering your child particularly if they're not able to tell you themselves because mm. our little girl she's like one or two words at the moment she isn't always able to tell us what it is that's bothering, bothering her yeah. but I think in terms of strategies it's distraction so with our little one she very much likes the little things that come in the kinder eggs I don't know the. Oh, okay, the yeah, yeah. so she's not interested in the chocolate she's more interested oh, in the little things I that, that you can... get <laughs> 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 But she's interested in the little, uh, the, the little figures that you get yeah. inside and you make them they normally come with the little uh, instructions kind of a manual mm. so we normally sometimes tend to have a little box of them um, oh, okay. with, in my bag that's so that sometimes if things get yeah. a bit too much for her we normally tend to go to a quiet place but she can just kind of have a bit of a fiddle around with yeah. the things. So I think Does that she that like kind of Lego
1: helps. and things like that
3: or construction stuff or? She or likes not? construction stuff but I think she likes that's kind of her favourite the really small kind yeah, of fidgety little bits things. and pieces oh, wow. okay. so she likes the little small so for example you've got the little make believe pepper Pigs and you know the little yeah. kind of people that go into the little houses but she likes the really small ones so oh, she likes wow. the really uh, small miniature ones okay. but I think to be honest it can be quite challenging on Day to day basis mm. because your child is struggling essentially with day to day living mm. with something that other children and other people take for granted on a day to day basis, mm. just the noises. And like I said, I think it's difficult to explain to other people's family because mm. they sometimes say, well, Why is she covering her ears? And I'm like, It's because it's too noisy for her. And they say, Well, it's not that noisy, we're not saying anything, yeah. or you know, we're only just talking a little bit loudly. So I think sometimes it's it is a difficult one because, like I said, because people don't, aren't always seeing it. You're often trying to have to kind of second guess what it is that's bothering your child. Mm. It's not clearly visible. It's not. It, sometimes it can be somebody, uh, you know, sort of a really loud bang. And I think that's mm. easily understood to the general public but mm. sometimes it can be just a little noise so for example with my daughter we used to have a fan in the bathroom mm. every time we switched the Certainly light on the fan. the fan would come on automatically now if she was on the other side of the house she would come from wherever, whatever she was doing and come and switch the light off even yeah. though she would you would have thought she could hear it from the other side of the house yeah, so that she well. that some children who have autism are that sensitive
0: yeah. and you I think to, you have to be a bit of a detective you do don't you to yeah. try and
3: find out what it
0: is the so trigger like factors, with all yeah. the lovely sunshine at the moment mm. Mm. my son out in the garden will come running in because somebody's mowing their grass and that he doesn't like the noise and it it might be right at the bottom Mm. of the street but he's heard it um and so and and he can and it varies as well what Mm. noise really triggers him (laughs) so for example if my husband is fixing something and he's got the drill out, he's absolutely fine with that. But if you mm. get the hairdryer, mm. that's oh, wow. the noise hand that dryers, doesn't, hand, hand, hand dryers, dryers in public toilets, toilets yeah. are
2: a nightmare. Yes, definitely. Oh, wow. You know, the, uh, the various sounds on it and it's <gasps> covering up and, yeah, yeah. you know... Um, and because it's a hidden disability, yeah. if you're queuing
0: for the disabled toilets, you get frowns. Yeah. Uh, you know, why don't you yeah, use the this, regular toilets? Yeah, it's not something that's obviously... so you do have to be a bit bit of a detective as to what set your child off yeah um but my my son um what's worked with him is also using lots of visuals to try and explain to him what that noise is okay so for example showing him that a picture of a lawnmower and and showing him that this is what it does that's what the noise is because a lot of the time The behavior is linked to anxiety. It's because Mm -hmm. he's anxious. What is that noise? What's causing it? And he doesn't know where it's coming from. And it's usually that anxiety that, you know, builds up. And so showing him a visual of what it is... um, Buying him a that's toy a really lawn mower yeah. and getting yeah. him to pre- pretend he's cutting the grass yeah. just makes it feel more acceptable and he yeah. can deal with it then. So, yeah, yeah it sh- visuals definitely,
1: definitely help. And, help. I and I think that's a very good idea. I mean, um, <clears throat> I don't like sounds in the house. So um, um, I think we were watching um, a movie as a family and um, the bathroom door, with the window open and the door wasn't shut. So it just kept closing but not quite closing and um, everyone was oblivious to it but it was just like volumized to me and I was like can somebody please go upstairs and shut the bathroom door because it's really frustrating so Mm. it's knowing what the sound is so that you can associate say it's normal it's just this that's causing it which I knew straight away it's that but then if I was to sit there and think okay hold on it's not the bathroom what what is that I think I would probably feel a yeah, bit anxious. Yeah. I would okay. think, okay, where is that sound coming mm. from and where is that? And, yeah. Yeah, so and on think- a
0: day-to-day basis, <coughs> using a visual timetable to show mm. him what's happening through the day helps to alleviate that anxiety And as that's well. another so trait. Knows- so they
1: do yeah. like to know what's going to be happening yes. next. So they do... It, they need to have an organized day so you have to be super organized as the moms, thing is yeah.
2: uh, from our point of view yes we are super organized uh, yeah. but I'm now having to teach him over the last few years and my younger sons that with all the best world in the world I can organize things as much as possible but real life when doesn't work happen. with you yeah. and so I will give him as much notice but actually sometimes something will happen mm. that I have to say right I know I said that yeah but out of my control, we now have to do this. Yeah. Well, this has happened, and now we have to go there or do this. Mm. He's now starting to get it, but it has taken me a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you know, a really of, important skill, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And
0: sometimes on my son's visual timetable, I'll put a question mark, so I'm not quite sure what's going to happen in that space, mm-hmm. because then teaching them not to be so rigid, rigid That's it. Yeah. time, so that if things don't always happen to plan yeah. and something mm. different happens then we yeah. don't get an absolute meltdown and for
2: us uh, for the summer holidays so they have nine weeks school holidays wow. so they want a timetable of what is happening wow. overnight because otherwise I will constantly be set been asked when's this happening when are we seeing this person when are we having this so I have an A4 sheet for each week in the kitchen in order wow. and I pencil things in as we're doing them mm. um, I have each day of the week set in their own color which runs all the way through the timetable wow. and when we've done that week it gets taken off the wall so that he can see we're getting closer to going back to school Okay. And that's their, his way of then being able to process, mm. okay, with this far forward, we're going mm. to school in two weeks' time, for example. Wow, okay. And he can then start to get himself into school thinking. That's a really good idea. I like that, actually. I think I might do we're that We're not myself. saying that all the parents <laughs> No, I know need to, to do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's, you don't I
2: mean, it's just
1: sharing um, ideas because mm. it's like... A, 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 preempting what's yes. going to happen so and it's already that
2: we're two weeks off for finishing and it's <laughs> have you done the timetable yet oh, wow. and I'm like well no I haven't yeah. a, let's wait till we finish
1: and is it something that you do collaboratively so they they will sit down and say okay why don't we do or is it something that you have to say to them we are doing this and that's that or
2: um there's a there's a mixture now they're older mm. it's different before it was me having to schedule things in okay um, and it's finding the right balance of doing things and also having some quiet time yeah. where they have their tech because he can't be on the go the whole time yeah. I was know. just going to say for it's, those listening you, that's it your timetable doesn't have to mean you're no. going and, and it will be right we're going to see this person for about this time and yeah. we may have lunch there and then we come home and then you can go on to tech yeah and that for me for us works very well because yeah. he knows and he's that much older. Mm. Um, but before he would just stick beside me, oh, like right. Rosie was saying, we'd, <laughs> we'd go in and people tend to think you're pandering to them.
0: Yeah.
2: And they go, well, you're pandering. You're just you're going to encourage this behavior. Yeah. But actually, by do, taking a few minutes out and doing what Rosie was saying actually makes for a better experience all round mm. um
3: i want to say i think it is important uh, that each child so any child with autism is you know you they say there's a saying that you see one child with autism that is all you see just one child with autism so mm. there are some traits that are similar mm. but i think it's important for viewers to realize who are listening that there are generic strategies that you can use perhaps you know some of the tips that that you know you're hearing this morning mm. but each child is individual so you can cater that to to your child, to and, your and, child it's, and it's yeah. a trial and an error try something if it doesn't work then you can try yeah. something else there's nothing and nothing's written in stone um so yeah i think that is important that each child is individual and i think sometimes the first step is finding out like Kirsty saying what is it what what is it that bothers your child like i said i think with children with autism it's not as simple as saying the behavior might present itself as being naughty behaviors you would Mm -hmm. think and then that would you know you'd have the sanctions and rewards i think with children with autism it's slightly more complicated and sometimes Mm. you have to kind of look outside the box as to what is causing that behavior
2: it's particularly tricky like mine is the eldest so (laughs) then (laughs) the two subsequent children uh, are are like well, why is he allowed to do that it's trying mm-hmm. to find that balance then to integrate them into yeah. the whole world so it's not just focusing on that child you're trying to have a family life yes and it takes a bit of balancing mm-hmm. um, and you're super aware when you go out of the needs of your atypical child or children and your autistic child mm. and, and as a parent you're trying to to keep it all together mm. and have as an enjoyable time as possible yeah um and it is a bit tricky but you, you will get, get there. there
1: yeah i mean before the break we were talking about um how when i'm telling my child something and um, i get told off for this and i blame my teacher life for this but i tell a story about you know, before I've even told them or anticipated this, somebody there you have to be careful, X, Y, Z I've actually built the environment, told them where they are, I've made a whole story around it and I think my child switched off and they've just gone past whatever it is, whereas actually I've found that when I'm talking to children that have autism you have to be very directive now, mm-hmm. we've got Kirsty here yeah. who's a pro at this. Well yeah. I,
2: I've encountered it from both so I, I encountered an, an elderly lady mm. and I was telling my son to move out of the way without the story bit but fairly direct there's a lady behind you please move out the way and she took it the wrong way and thought I was being rather rude to him and had a go at me for how dare you talk to your child like that but I've also worked in a nursery setting and I very much learned I went in being really lovely and please may you move out of the way and please may you do this and was told by the senko you can't be like that with an autistic child you've got to be direct and that took me weeks to get that hang of but he was absolutely right and I applied it at home and it made all the difference so for my own son you ask him nicely please can you do this or dinner will be ready soon and he won't come so now I know I have to say now yeah and it's only when I say now and in that way will he come Wow, okay. I can try everything else and he'll completely ignore me but he needs that command Di- yeah, that it's, okay. just, it's short it's direct yeah. he knows exactly what it means mm-hmm. he knows to move yeah um and it saves a whole pile of hassle
1: yeah
2: you I'd know struggle in your house I think yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would really struggle because I build too much of a story around everything so
1: yeah but being direct but is I've had happened. to change
2: my thinking Yeah. My natural approach from a childcare background like you were teaching is to to treat children with a certain respect and ask them nicely to do things Mm -hmm. and actually I've had to relearn how to do it, particularly with my with my eldest. Mm -hmm. But I treat my others slightly differently. But Mm -hmm. they now know and now they if they want him to do something, they now use now. Yeah. And he will do it. (laughs) So it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, and family members have discovered the exact same thing. They've tried nicely oh, and yeah. then they just quickly came to the use now <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. no. Uh, I
0: think parents need to try what works best for, mm, their, for their child. child so yeah. like Rosina yeah. said, each child will be different. So mm. for my son, uh, if I'm firm with him, it will not work at all. Oh, okay. Um, you get results by being really positive, mm. uh, lots of positive reinforcement, mm. um, you know, being really... Um, uh, kind to him but mm. what I mean is like using uh, words to praise and yeah. things like that get more results with him so if I'm quite strict and uh, and firm with him he, he will not he goes the other way so yeah. it, it just doesn't get results yeah. um, so I think people need to try I, I know with our son we tried everything from um, ignoring behaviours first yeah. so you know they say not to put too much um notice to negative behaviors mm. just ignore them because if you pick keep picking them up mm. um then children then it becomes a habit almost yeah. um so we tried ignoring behaviors we tried being really fir- firm with him um, and sanctions don't really work with him so yeah. I know we were we were given a suggestion by the school to have maybe like a naughty step and some um, time out yeah. but he just does not understand that concept so yeah. that didn't work with him mm. um, and so we tend to have more of a focus on rewards rather mm. than sanctions lots of positive reinforcement mm. lots of positive language reinforcing what we do want him to do rather than not Mm. want him to do Mm. um, so that he remembers yeah i did this last time and i was praised for this this is what i need to do do now i think consistency
2: works works well Mm. Mm. throughout yeah Yeah. i say this and this is exactly what i mean and and Mm. for for me if you do X Y or Z these are your consequences mm. and i play the same rules now and for us the re- the reward or the consequences difference it's the tech ban <coughs> which has great power yeah. you know you're on a 24 hour ban now on your phone yeah you know and he's angry but he's angry at himself because he's known the rules all along yeah um, and it is
0: really important for all the family members mm, to that's get it. on board put, with yeah. that consistency so mm, if you're doing yeah. things one way yeah and, and somebody else your husband's doing <laughs> things a different yeah. way then it's just not going <laughs> yeah. to work so everybody has to be it's classic. a team it's effort work, yeah. you
2: really do have to sit because they do work it out mm. i can get away with that one with mm. that one and mm. not with that one and and they will play one off the against the other and mm. um mm um so yeah it's definitely a team effort
1: Mm. I mean the concept of uh, the naughty step and things like that they're actually um, I read an article um, earlier this week about how some nurseries are actually going to refrain from using the word naughty Mm. because of the Mm. negative connotation Mm. around it so um, it's all about building positivity from the onset with all Mm. children and um, uh, getting them to do more mindful matters and being more in Mm. their wherever they are in their space and I think a lot I mean I recently I had to go to the hospital with my younger son and um, there was a a young girl there that was uh, suffering from anxiety and they'd just given her a colouring book which was like intricate patterns that she just sat there happily colouring in and I think um, I I must have had some anxiety because I actually sat there and (laughs) coloured in with her and I really found it therapeutic so they're offering a lot of these colouring books now Mm. and they're offering these sheets now and it's quite nice to see that there is the technology mm. out there yeah. but there's also where you can zone out and just do this yeah. cut Now i found it extremely yeah. therapeutic and i thought, to build
0: in those relaxation yeah. te- techniques so give your child uh, maybe a quiet space a safe space in the yes. house and i know when my little one was younger we had a a, a dark tent that he would like to take himself to mm. to just have some time, time out mm. um it might be um, he likes massage with kind of nice smelling creams mm. on his feet <laughs> yeah. and yeah. his hands, yeah. and so massage is a good way. These bubble lamps, lava lamps—oh yes, yeah—things to help him relax. Mm. Um, yoga, things like that, you could do mm. together with your child. So it's important to build in those. For us, it was just blue
2: tack. Yeah. So the, in yeah. their pockets, they, they have blue, yeah. tack. blue tack. That's yeah. all it takes. That, and my youngest, he wants it on a school. Drink. I haven't got my blue tack. And the anxiety kicked in, I need my blue tack. Yeah. And, and it, that's all you needed. Blue tack. Yeah, you know. Um, and my eldest, with the naughty step, he was saying he would take himself off. like why are you here because he wanted time out yeah Yeah. you know and being able to give them that space where they can just be themselves and do their own thing Thing. yeah that's that's what it it needs
0: these strategies can be implemented in schools as well so for my son we had a big bag of lots of fidget toys and it Mm. could be just some blue tap or squishy balls or anything that that. they they can and it helps them to think about alternative behavior so Mm. rather than scratching or pinching, pinching another yeah. child you mm. know squeeze the ball or squeeze, mm. squeeze the blue tack mm. and and it's teaching them those acceptable alternative behaviors yes. things to do when they are anxious yeah. um, and things like um movement breaks at school so sensory movement breaks so okay. he would um at the moment, he needs support to help him access a sensory movement break. So he would have um, a teacher or a, a learning assistant take him to maybe a, a trampette or a peanut ball or something that helps mm. him to to just regulate his own sensory mm. um, a, a well-being. And mm. so he he has these movement breaks, and we have them at home. Yeah, it's not so easy when you're out and about to carry yeah. a big peanut ball <laughs> around with you. Yeah. but but just putting in strategy. To, to help the child up, yeah. cope, so yeah. when the anxiety builds, builds or up,
1: the, yeah. it's too much sensory to do, input yeah. for the child, just to I have know techniques. Rosie's squeezing into. <laughs> I mean, time is going to run short, so I do have some questions around socialising. So I do, I do want to squeeze a few of those questions in because there's some key questions, and I know that um, earlier on from this year, your first family holiday. So I want to know all about that because you really struggled with um, taking your children out and you were quite anxious about doing that and I know I have a friend who has a child that's autistic and she'll often turn down invitations because she's like I don't think today's a good day and I don't think and I've not quite really got around to finding a good day so it's and I know there's a lot of parents out there that are quite apprehensive about going out in public with their child because of how they may portray their behaviour when certain
3: things happen. So I'll let Rosie say what she has and then we'll tackle that i just wanted to make a quick point i'm just wary of the time about Mm. emotions i think when we we, any discussion we about behavior i think perhaps Mm. uh, it's important to mention emotions because Mm. i think sometimes it's about helping your child depending on what developmental level they are in identifying emotions and kind of being able to kind of i suppose accept and understand their emotions that it's Mm. okay to feel angry and this is kind of the way we can let the anger out i don't know i I think that's particularly important for me as a parent to you know teach my daughter that it's okay to be angry Angry, it's okay because sometimes i think we we just generally have been brought up sometimes by families that say you, you know I, I don't know that like good girls don't get angry for example yeah, that, that kind yeah. of thing it's it's not okay to get angry and i feel sometimes yeah. i've struggled with that notion i think it's it's, it's very important to teach our children yes. that emotions are okay and 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 kind of constructive ways to handle them really. that's
1: yeah that's brilliant thank you for that that's very that's very true and i think even with ourselves as well we can implement that but yes as time is not on our side so um looking at uh, socializing so how do you facilitate or how have you facilitated your child? um socializing with friends and peers or going out to the park or you know how did you make that step to say right i'm going to go out in the public and not be afraid to do that because it's i, w-
0: I would say to parents that initially it, it is difficult it will mm-hmm. be difficult but to persevere because in the long term um, it will help your child um, yeah. I know it's it's hard for the parents to take their children out so yeah. for example with my son um, we would go for 5 minutes and then build up gradually exposing okay. him to a particular environment so yeah. build up to 10 minutes sometimes it was just going to the door and then going back home again oh, wow. um, so it's, it's a long slow process depending mm-hmm. on the child again But um, in the long term, it is beneficial for the child. So you have to persevere Mm. things like um, and it's an ongoing process. I still haven't. I haven't mastered Mastered that whole, um, you know, building social skills. Mm. Um, And I'll be honest, he's never received an invite to a birthday party. Mm. He's never had a sleepover at another child's house. He doesn't really have play dates. Mm. So it's. Is still an area that we're working on yeah um and because he doesn't really understand the concept of friendship yeah he he will sit alongside children at school and he will play alongside children but he doesn't really understand understand. yeah and And that could probably be because of the
1: age and i think as they get older because we Mm. have um kirsty who has older children so Mm. maybe at as you say, because your child's still quite young, is still trying to understand that kind of relationship. And uh, often autistic children struggle with understanding those kind of relationships. Mm -hmm. So, Kirsty, we are... We've got about a minute left of the show lady so advice uh, if you can offer any advice to listeners around today's topics of behavior and social management I'll start off with you Kirsty
2: okay don't think your child is being naughty and naughty deliberately mm-hmm. you've got to look past that mm-hmm. and try and understand you are being a detective mm-hmm. and once you you've work out certain triggers, Mm -hmm. have strategies as simple as fidget balls and and time-out places for them to have quiet moments. Don't feel embarrassed if your child doesn't seem the norm and fitting in with what everybody else's child's doing. Mm. Okay.
0: Um, I'd say persevere and take your children out. Try to expose them to different situations. Don't don't feel like you just have to avoid them. Okay. okay
1: thank you very much ladies sorry rosie (laughs) (laughs) next time next time inshallah jazakallah for listening assalamu alaikum and johan mubarak